0: I want to put out one the one one of the one one of the To make it clear, the Wicked Bass Podcast isn't going to strictly be talking about beginner anglers and the journey to becoming the best angler or anything. I'm I'm just a guy who's very passionate about bass fishing, and I'm here to teach some things, learn some things, and just discuss a hobby I've grown to love over the course of my life. With this first episode, though, I did want to address the people just getting into the bass fishing world. Um, So on your journey, you can kind of keep up. And keep up with the community, and and get whatever knowledge you can out of it, and and not feel left out. So newbie anglers, feel special. This episode is dedicated to you. No matter what the reason, you you've you've come to the decision that you want to start bass fishing. That's awesome. That's what I like to hear. Every day, I feel this bass fishing community is getting bigger and bigger, and and I couldn't be any happier. You're seeing so many, so many different YouTube, so many different pages and TikToks. All including fishing, bass fishing, you know, deep sea fishing, all all forms of fishing. And I absolutely love it. And, and I just, it's the community is getting so big and it's just so good to see. But shortly after you made the decision to dive in the world of bass fishing, I'm sure you most likely found yourself, you know, in a position where you're asking yourself, you know, how did I get started? Uh, I, I do got some good news for you. It's It's very simple to get started. And I am going to provide you some information on some gear and stuff to get started, but there are some other things to consider when taking up the hobby of bass fishing that isn't just about what rod and reel combos you need or what lures you're going to have to buy. Eventually, that will matter a lot more than it does now, but when getting started, I, I feel the best thing to worry about in the beginning is is knowledge. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say you need to start studying like a madman, doing flashcards and courses, but learn about the habits of bass, where they like to be and don't like to be and what bait fish they're feeding on in that specific environment they're in. I I mean, going into this with even a little bit of knowledge of things like that is, is gonna make the beginning stages of your bass fishing journey that much more enjoyable. Knowledge has gotta be the first point because when you decide to target bass, you gotta find the bass. If you know nothing about them, it's going to be pretty difficult to find them it's it's as simple as that so i wanted to get that out of the way just because i definitely feel like it's the most important thing when becoming a good bass fisherman or any any kind of fisherman you know for that point but anyways let's move on to the fishing gear i know that's probably what you're waiting to hear so i'm sure you've been in a bass pro or s- some kind of local tackle shop or e- even the fishing all at walmart It's, it's a pretty overwhelming amount of fishing gear. I I felt the exact same way when I first started, but, but look, we're not worried about catfish, panfish. We just want the bass. So that's going to cut down on the amount of gear that you're going to be looking at anyways. And, and since you're just starting out, keep it simple. Let's start with the rod and reel setup. Look, don't think getting the most expensive setup is going to guarantee you success out there on the water so save yourself some money and just get something that's going to work for you in the beginning and that's going to be comfortable for you keyword you your rod preferences and stuff will change over time as you progress same with your reel um but when beginning just get what's going to work for you that's that's going to make it a Enjoyable time for you to be out there on the water while you're learning. Alright. As, as you learn more, you'll start applying it to your gear and your in your overall fishing style. Start around a pole size of, of around seven seven foot. I'd say is a good safe zone. It's gonna allow you to be a little bit more balanced in your, your cast distance and your accuracy, and it's just a great size to start with while you're you're working up those skills and getting more comfortable. For real, bait casters are definitely going to be more ideal for bass fishing. Bass love structures like logs, rocks, and hunkering deep down in brush piles, and and bait casters definitely provide you more accuracy to put your lure exactly where you want it. Um, but if you're not, you know, if you're not comfortable with the bait caster at first, which in the beginning I definitely was not, I had a lot of problems with bait casters in the beginning. I mean, more bird nests than anybody you've ever met I can almost guarantee it then and, and I consistently I, I just couldn't <laughs> figure it out but but using using a spinning combo is is perfectly fine too again we're getting you set up for what's going to work for you right now with that being said though getting comfortable with baitcasters is going to be extremely beneficial to you when it does come to bass fishing um so it it's something in the future that you definitely want to have on your agenda, all right. It, you you want to get it locked down, especially if you plan on trying to you know take this bass fishing hobby to tournaments and stuff. You're you're gonna have to get into power fishing, especially when you're coming. You know, when when you're coming down to deadlines and stuff, and and you're in a tournament, uh you don't have time to sit there and mess around and fight that fish. Wherever you're power fishing out there, baby, you want to get that fish in as quickly as possible without giving it any chance to break off, snap off, whatever the case, all right, so I, I think it's just something to plan for in the future, but starting out is no problem if you're a spinning rod type of fisherman, there's no problem with that at all, so now that you got your rod selected and you got your reel selected, you're gonna need some fishing line to put on it, all right, so one bass fishing, I, I, I would definitely say you want to be working with something at least eight pound testing up uh, me personally, my safe zone when I'm bass fishing is about fourteen, fifteen pounds. Obviously, that's gonna, you know, if I'm fishing, you know, lilies and stuff like that, top water. You know, obviously I'm well not obviously since you're just starting, but I'd be moving on to braid and things like that. But just if I'm if I'm running my regular setup, I run a fluorocarbon setup on my baitcaster, and I I do about fourteen, fifteen pounds. It's a nice safe zone for me and. It's just always done me well, and and that's my personal preference. is about fourteen, fifteen pounds. Now, when it comes when it comes to fishing line and fluorocarbon and mono, here here's the awesome thing about fishing: there are no rules. If you want to use mono, you can use it. If you want to use fluorocarbon, you can use it. Braid in certain certain situations, use it. I mean, everybody's got different. Ev- Opinions and suggestions, but people also live in a bunch of different places all over the world and have a bunch of different fishing environments. So, so doing your homework on the different, you know, the difference between these types of lines and figuring out what areas you're gonna be fishing and and is is gonna be the right thing to do. That way, you can make a decision that's gonna work best in the environments you're fishing in. I, I remember. First, starting out, and I'd be talking to people, "Oh, mono sucks. It's too stretchy, and fluorocarbon, and and just all this stuff." Look, I've used, I've used a bunch of different types of lines, and I've gone between mono and and fluorocarbon. It's, it's all preference. There, there's no rules to this. Whatever's comfortable for you, whatever, whatever's out there catching fish for you, you can really do whatever you want. Most of the stuff I'm talking about right now is strictly off my preferences. And, and it's not going to match up with to what a lot of other people think out there as far as, if, you know, the fluorocarbon people or mono people or, or whatever. You're getting yourself set up. So just focus on that. Whatever you feel is right. J- just, just go eight-pound testing up. That's the only thing I say to you. You can use whatever line you want. But if you're out there trying to catch some slabs of bass, just use eight pound testing up, okay, what you're using long, you know just be prepared, be prepared, but that that's the line situation i I just had to dig in that a little bit 'cause when i when I was first starting out I, this the whole what line I was using just would confuse the life out of me, and as you learn more you're you're gonna see that you are gonna start applying different you know techniques and and stuff in certain fishing situations and and in some situations, mono is going to be better than fluorocarbon and vice versa. It, it just comes with time and it comes with experience when you're first starting out. Don't get too caught up in it, though. Do a little research. Go with what you want. Try to make everything as simple as possible and just get out there on the water. You want to get out there on the water because I can talk to you all day about what this line could do for, you, you know, this type of line could do better for you or this rod and reel setup could be better for you. And and I can tell you all these things, but I don't know where you're fishing until you get out there and 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 you go do this and you see what kind of environment you're going to be fishing and stuff. And and as you start gaining the knowledge of this, you're going to be able to equip yourself perfectly for the environments that you're fishing. I don't know where you live, but it might not be, you know, you might not be my neighbor. I, I could be hundreds of thousands of miles. Away from you, and the fishing style and environments g- could be changed so much. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you all this stuff that you should be doing. I'm simply just giving some tips, and I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. Because when I was first getting first getting into fishing, it was just too overwhelming. It was too overwhelming, and and there was too many opinions out there. So I'm just trying to you know get this, make this as simple as possible to get you out on the water. Because that's what you need to be doing. You need to be out there on the water. Don't get me wrong. Watching some fishing videos. And you know. Listening to some stuff. And looking up some knowledge. Is what you want to do. But again. It's one of those things. That until you're out there experiencing it. You're you're not going to get the full effect. right, You're just not going to get the full effect. So I'm trying to get you quickly set up. In a decent way. So you can get out there. And start catching some fish. And start learning. But we got one more thing to talk about and i'm not gonna leave this out and that's gonna be lures you know and i will definitely try my best to keep this short and simple and and i will share with you what i feel was easiest for me to use when i first started you know strictly focusing on bass fishing and using artificial lures in general there there are many different techniques and many different lures and many different fishing conditions and that's why doing your research is going to be important when approaching like so when you're approaching a body of water to fish when it's your first time there your 200th time there you can observe everything around in that environment and what's going on at that time of day and that whatever and the information you gather from that you can usually come up with a pretty good you know selection of what lures are probably going to work best in that situation gaining that knowledge is is going to help you in situations where when it's sunny and bluebird skies and you know the water's clear or or maybe a big storm had rolled through the night earlier and the water levels are high and murky you know eventually it'll be second nature for you to just connect the dots in your head and you're going to start tying on the lure that's going to best fit the conditions that you're about to fish uh you'll you'll slowly start connecting certain lures and lure lure colors with different weather different times of the day different bodies of water lakes, rivers, creeks, ponds, you know, it, it's all going to come with the experience and this is why I say you need to get out there and you need you need to do it. it as you're doing it, you're going to learn so much from it, but you need to start flicking some lures. Okay? That's when the training sessions really going to start. That's when the knowledge is really going to stick. All right. In in my personal opinion, or, or in my personal experience, when I first started bass fishing and using artificial lures, my number one choice was definitely a pla- uh, plastic worm Texas rig setup. Uh, lakes, lakes I grew up in had quite a bit of vegetation and debris, so with the Texas rig setup being weedless, it was it was just perfect for the area I was fishing at the time. And the technique of working that setup was very easy for me to grasp onto, and and that and that was a big thing for me too because with everything going on and all these different lures and all these different types of fishing lines and rods and reels like i i just wanted to i just wanted to see some kind of action out of something i was doing i wanted to see some kind of fish i mean there was just it just seemed like there was too much going on so even when i got to using that plastic worm i thought i was gonna have to do all this crazy techniques and this that and but it wasn't, you know. I'm, I'm not going to get into like the technique I used, but working a, a plastic worm is very, very simple. Okay, it, it's it's very simple. So f- for me, I gripped right onto that. It was something easy, in this and this whole mess of lures, fish poles, and all this crazy stuff that that was just an easy part for me with some of the techniques that I used, in it, and I love that part of it. I, I love that it was it was easy to work with. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely, Plastic Worm would be my first, my first go to. And I'll be honest, even till today, if I'm, if if it's just getting rough out there, I'm not getting nothing done or whatever. You know, I'm throwing on that texture. That that's the, that's the real, that's the real star. I mean, that's the, it'll make something happen when you haven't had nothing happening at all. Like I, I absolutely love using plastic worms but once i started chopping into like deeper less debris filled legs I, I did start using a lot of moving baits uh like spinners and crank baits uh, specifically lipless crank baits and those are also still one of my favorites as well and again the technique was super easy for me to grab you know grasp onto reel just reel in love that all about it it was perfect for me <laughs> but the uh third bait uh, i use the most when you know i first started fishing it's gonna be a, it, it was a white fluke to this day i love them just like the other ones i mean these are these are like my base lures is my plastic worm my moving bait and then my top water that's like my group and and i still use all of these nowadays it's just now i'm um, there's a whole bunch of different lures out there you know buzz baits, whopper Ploppers, all kinds of crazy stuff but those are you know these are definitely my three but with this with the white fluke absolutely loved them when i first started because again it was super easy it was a very easy technique for me to get down for some reason when i when i first started bass fishing especially getting into like bait casters and all that i was super i wasn't too sure about using like topwater frogs and buzz baits and stuff like that so i don't yeah I was, I was just very intimidated by those but using using that wide fluke you can use whatever color fluke you want, but that, that pearl or whatever it is is it's quality, it's the best. But rigging that weightless little three iewg hook, it's and, and just kinda like working like a uh jerk bait close to the surface of the water, kinda like right right on the edge of lilies and stuff like that. It gave me a bunch of success. Like those early mornings when the top buy, you know, the top water bites, you know, golden it that white fluke was doing it for me and it does it till this day. So yeah, those 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 are my first three, that I think are easy, very very easy to work with. I I, I would say try to get some of those down before you jump into some of this, these crazier lures. I mean I mean there's a lot of lures out there, so I I think learning and practicing and studying a bunch of angles of fishing so you know I could just kind of increase my knowledge on the lures and stuff to use and I'll, I'll be honest it, it was a combination of trial and error and long sessions with no fish and just eventually all that information just started sticking and even to this day you know I'm always trying to learn new techniques and tricks and just whatever I can to help me out there on the water I mean the the knowledge really never stops when it comes to fishing you got to get out there you got to learn 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 and as you're progressing don't forget to keep up with me keep up with the Wicked bass podcast follow the channels i'm gonna keep you on the loop on what's you know what's going on in the bass fishing community And, and and don't forget to have a good time out there and have some patience practice does make perfect and I'll give you a tip, you know learning with friends and or and family members it's it's a super effective way to keep you interested in this and motivated and and hunting down bass and hooking them uh, hooking them up you know at first at first there's there's a lot of different situations where people can you know you can be getting lucky and you could be out there absolutely slamming them, but there's you're going to find many situations where it it seems like everything is set in perfect position but you just can't get a bite and that's when you're going to start taking all this knowledge and everything you learned and all the stuff in your tackle box that you know about and and you're going to apply that to that situation you're going to start figuring out these fish and you're going to start catching fish in hard to catch situations and it's the best feeling it's super addicting it's why I keep doing it, there, there's nothing, there's nothing that gets me going than, and then just being in, in such a, a crap spot, and then, and, and pulling out of it, you know, fit, you know, you're on your fourth hour, and starting to get real hot, and it's just a, uh, and and maybe you're even already fishing a spot that's super, you know, it's just pressure fish constantly, and so working against all that, and starting to hook him up and slam him. it it's just to me there's nothing like it i'm i'm absolutely in love with it what time are we looking at here let's go ahead and wrap this up look i hope i was able to help some of you all out there remember most of these things i'm telling you are, are just my opinions i'm no expert but i definitely am in my hours of flicking lures And a lot of people have helped me along the way. So I feel it's only right if I do the same for others. My name is Marcus. This is the Wicked Bass Podcast. And I'll catch you all on the next episode.